My name is Eli Kisiombe. My name is Michelle Darmody. I'm co-founder of Our Table with Eli. It's definitely activism, but I suppose it's activism in a way that, you know, if you're talking, if you say to someone like, there's someone here beside me who hasn't been able to cook for their children for seven years, I think almost everyone can feel that and understand that. I know, getting into someone's heart a little bit. And you're making the rice in here, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it's a bit personal. As an asylum seeker, you know, we're not allowed to cook and make food choices. And also, like, to highlight a lot of problems which we have in our direct provision. <laughs> We're a non-profit organisation that is using food to build that awareness, but also to create employment and to create discussion. Our table started in 2015, Myself and Ellie met in the Irish Refugee Council and then myself and Fiona Corbett, Ellie and a few others got together and we were doing some private cooking events. People from Direct Provision came along and from ourselves and different people from different communities. We brought a load of vegetables, brought some fish and we just cooked, chatted. It was really, really lovely to get to know people and it was quite emotional for some people who hadn't had the opportunity to cook in up to six, seven, eight years. And to be cooking with vegetables from your home country, I think, was quite emotive. Just for taste, if you want. At that time, we could make, because it was a small kitchen, so we could make, like, some fish, because I'm coming from a fish country. Malawi is one of the countries which has natural waters, and uh, we have good fish. And we cook food, and people will eat. People are like, no, this is very nice. Where is this food from? And I'll be like, oh, this food is from Southern Africa, this is from East Africa. Central Africa, you know, so, yeah, and this is Thai food. And people are like, no, 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 I think we want more. And from there we decided to do a more public event. And we uh, were very generously given a space in the middle of Temple Bar by the Project Art Centre. And we did two-day pop-up. We had nearly, I think it was about 300 people a day came through the door. It was kind of overwhelming. I think it was a real opportunity for the Irish community to come in and show empathy and show solidarity, you know, to go like, no, we want to say this is not our choice and we, we want something different. And uh, then we came up with uh, the restaurant for three months in Project at Temple Bar where we've been making loads of food like Southern African and Syrian savories and pastries and we had 3FE which is an Irish brand of coffee so you can see how diverse it is <laughs> just bringing like all these together and put it in, into one motion which is uh, love yeah <laughs> It was on the 9th of November, 2016. Yeah, that's when we launched the cafe. Everyone who came down on the day, people were so frustrated with the Trump election. I suppose I woke up on the 9th of November quite down, and I was just like, I can't believe we've, we've partied tonight. But then as the day went on, I realised it's probably the best place to be celebrating diversity and celebrating food um, among friends. Stephen Ray, he's one of our big supporters. And he was there, he's the one who launched the cafe for us. And we were taking pictures and he was enjoying our pastries. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, and we had also other guys, Fionn and Tom, who helped us with the PR. 
my name is Eric Isiombe and I'm a co-founder of uh, Our Table and also I'm an asylum seeker and I've lived in the island for close to seven years now. The reason why we came up with this cafe idea is, you know, as asylum seekers, we are not allowed to cook and also we are not allowed to work. We get 19 euro 10 a week and when people get their statuses, they're stuck in a direct provision. They don't have like a place where to start from. So this is another way of like training them and build their CVs, even creating jobs in them so they can get jobs without any problems. My name is Stephen Ray. Um, at the end of this month, I'm about to do a film about the Irish famine. It's called Black 47. It seems extraordinary what short memories we have when Irish people were driven out of their own country, hungry, starving, oppressed. But we have people living in Ireland now. Uh, they're living in direct provision, which is a scandal to humanity. And they... The thing about it is it's actually racist. It's meant to be a deterrent to other migrants coming to this country, other asylum seekers. We have a duty to receive these people. I'm a bit emotional person. I'm a very emotional person. I cry a lot and that's how. That means you should know I'm happy. I don't cry when I'm angry, but when I'm happy, I, I cry a lot. So. Yeah, it was a bit of emotional day, and Michelle was there, and we had visitors, we had Lucky in there, we had Elena in there, we had many people, we had Fiona in there, Kerian, we had a lot of people, and these people, they just come to just help us to put together the cafe. That's what they did, yeah. So no, it was like, you know, incredible day, you know, that all of us, we were looking forward to. And uh, yeah, to be honest, we've achieved a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, guys. Isn't this amazing? Yeah. You're welcome. Can't you give the women a clap, please, guys? <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, so that's how we started, and we used to go in a small kitchen in Rathmines. And I can remember when we used to go there, we used to have like three, four women, women from direct provision, all with mental depression, and the cooking will talk about our stories, we'll cry, we'll cry. But you know what, we keep each other well. We laughed, we cooked, we eat together. It has taken us a lot. You know, it's not easy, ups and down. And now we're looking for a kitchen, and we are dying for a kitchen, because we need to cook, guys. We can, I can cook. <laughs> so guys, we're dying for that, and, and this is urgent. And if one of you, you just wanna let that building you love and just say, hey, come on girls, give us a kiss. We're good, we're good, we wanna cook. Yeah, so I'll leave everything to Michelle and I, yeah. Um, so just a very, quick, um, a very quick explanation about what we're doing here at the moment in the Project Arts Centre. I suppose the um, annoyance as an Irish person to find out that people are put into a system where their access to food, to family, to sharing, to even sitting around a table and talking in the evening for dinner was such a part of my family life. The idea that you don't have access to that was just annoying as an Irish person and infuriating and um, I didn't want that system to be in my name. So this is our way of 
I suppose, sing in that. Um, and here we're in the Project Art Centre for the next few months. So please come, buy coffee, say hello, come and join us. And um, we have some t-shirts over here that Mary... Guys, Mary, I'm not a fan of power, but I'm a fan of believing what it is right for me. And we cry every day, and women are crying, children are crying every day. And we can't keep going on like this. And we need people like you, like what my friend she's done, to come to us so that we can reveal what we have in us. Not every day to listen to our stories, not every day to see our tears, not every day to tell you our struggles. And, you know, every day you listen to our misery. We need this. This is good. Is it not nice to see Asylum Seeker be here? Yes. 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 Thank you very much. Thank you, Fiona. Thank you. And then we have some speeches. Colm O'Gorman launched the evening event for us. We had Nelta from the African Centre and we also had Nick Henderson from the Irish Refugee Council. So the amount of support and the amount of people who came along, it was really, really lovely. The Irish Refugee Council, they've been very, very much supportive, just trying to direct us to be on the best space so we can run the cafe. Uh, in this sort of stuff. My name is Nick Henderson. I'm the new CEO of the Irish Refugee Council. Um, the government said in October that it would be introducing a number of pilot projects um, which would see, they say, the installation of catering solutions in direct provision centres. And we will all be watching whether this happens or not. But even if it does, um, I think we would have doubts as to whether direct provision is a structure that allows people to lead independent, dignified lives. Seeking safety should here uh, and anywhere should be just a short moment in someone's life during which they have the most basic fundamental uh, rights recognized and those rights are non-negotiable, such as cooking, such as privacy, such as independent living. I personally spent uh, six years in London working as an advocate for people seeking protection and I've reflected that I never really asked people, my clients, about what they like to cook, what their favourite dish was, what, they, what cooking they missed from their uh, home. So it's a challenge to us all, all in that regard. So thanks very much. Zima is more like, it's, it's made like mashed potato. Right, but it's made from mealy meal flour in Malawi or Southern Africa. Because from Southern Africa, if I'm talking South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Tanzania, Kenya, we eat more similar food, right? So it's mostly in Malawi we say sima, in South Africa they say papa, in Zimbabwe they say sadza, in uh, Zambia they say nshima, in Tanzania they say ugali. In Kenya, they said ugali, but it's the small of the same meal. That's switches. <laughs> anyway, my name is Nelson Chadamoyo. I remember telling Ellie that I had to leave Zimbabwe as a matter of agency. Not because I was a political activist, but because I was associated to a political activist. My boyfriend was a political activist and of an opposition party, and my life was in danger. And I was warned to leave as soon as yesterday. And that's how fast life can change. Luckily, I had a sister here, so I sought asylum in her house. I had that privilege. So while today is a sad day in regards to what happened with the US elections and what's happening with Brexit, to me, it's a wake-up call for those of us who believe in equality. So allow yourself to be challenged by the Donald Trumps of this world, to do better, to be better, and 
to make sure Ireland, Ireland doesn't go that way. Thank you. It's only that here I don't get much of sugarcane. But like back home, what my grandmom used to do is like to get sugarcane, not use the normal sugar, but to get sugarcane and pound it and squash the water. So the sugar was the sugarcane, the water which they used. And it's really nice. So you can see it's very healthy. It's just a natural food, organic from the garden into the oven and into in your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Colm O'Gorman, I'm the director of Amnesty International here in Ireland and I just want to thank Michelle and Ellie and all of the team here for asking me to be part of tonight. But if you just think about Article 1 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, all human beings are born equal in dignity and in rights. And for me, dignity is the word that we really need to focus on this evening. Because there is no accident in the fact that asylum systems around the world, international protection systems, seem determined to do everything that they can to deny the dignity and the rights of people that they have legal obligations to. There is a tendency within systems, and ours is no different, and the direct provision system, not necessarily in how it was initially designed, but in how uh, it was purposed and how it has played out is a good example of that. It is to make life difficult for people who might claim protection because we don't want them to come here. Because states don't actually want to live up to uh, their clear obligations, obligations that they wrote themselves, that they voluntarily adopted, that they signed up to and agreed to be voluntarily bound by an international law. States don't want to respect those obligations, so they put every barrier in the way. And in Ireland, we too often talk about what Europe is doing in this context. It's really time that we recognise that we are Europe, that the decisions that Europe makes on the question of international protection are made by us. Food is one of the passions of my life. I spend most of my week fantasizing and thinking about what I'm going to cook that weekend and what I'm going to feed people. The fact that this project is about food is joyful to me. It's also phenomenal, frankly, that you're, you've created a project that's offered very, offering very real uh, opportunity and remedies for people whose lives have been blighted by an experience of direct provision as a route back into life and a route back into work. Um, it's a real honour uh, to be able to officially launch our table. And I'll see you uh, in the coming days. <laughs> We make through food, and my belief is food is love, which my mom used to say to us. You know, like most of the people who love food, there is something special with them, right? I think that's how me and Michelle, we've connected quite well. Or integration, mm -hmm. yeah. everyone talks about, like, mm -hmm. integration things. I'm mm -hmm. just like, if you're, if you're all friends, there's no, you don't need to integrate mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but there isn't any such thing. Like, mm -hmm. friendship kind of trumps all of that, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and after the launch of our table, we had, like, the big uh, rally for indirect provision, which Mehmet Udlang uh, organised, and it was fantastic. I wore my apron 
and I took my spoons from the kitchen and a pan. <laughs> yeah, I just try to show that, you know, this is how I have to look in my kitchen. And I have to I have the right to do that, you know. Actually, you know, like our table is to highlight the issues which are going around in the like community, uh, try to voice them nicely with the love of food. So, you know, these are the kind of things we would talk about because it's something which happened in my community that this guy in Global House, he received his deportation and he was afraid of going back to where he comes from, to where he's had his half so much fears about where he came from. And he went on hunger strike. And his friend was talking about this at the rally. My roommate has been on hunger strike for the past 33 days. 33 days. This has brought uh, a sadness in our life. We fear anything can happen to him at any time. Uh, the main reason is because of the delay in processing of our cases. We are worried that our cases take up 10 years to be processed. And eventually, like what I'm saying, like the community put the word out there and the petition went around and then the minister was able to uplift the deportation. So, yeah, it was really sad to see that this man actually did that to take a risk of almost losing his life. That was a painful thing for me. After our first events, we wanted to do some focus groups to find out like, what the pe- community of direct provision and the asylum and refugee community wanted out of our table as well. And a lot of people were mentioning after you get your papers, you're in a bit of a state of limbo because you haven't been employed for however long you've been in direct provision. And legally, for other reasons, well, we, the people we've been working with are people who have left direct provision in the cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, in the main pop-up events and everything, that's different. Like It's a voluntary basis mm-hmm. and um, everyone's working together just to further a message, but within the cafe itself. Um, Lucky had got his papers. Just weeks prior to the opening of, of the cafe, so it just like comes in the right time for him. Mm. And uh, yeah, and he, he was just lucky to get the <laughs> internship just like that. Yeah. My name is Lucky Kambole. We are organizing the best Christmas party for our kids in direct provision today. We are on the way now to pick uh, one bus which is coming from Klondalkin and Balseskin uh, to meet them and welcome them and uh, take them back to, or to, the, to the cafe for the party. The party is about these kids that don't have the opportunity of having a, a proper Christmas at the centers. We took them out of the centers. So that's what we are doing here today. We had a family Christmas party for the oh, children, yeah. which is like, that's one of the best things which happened with our table. And uh, we had a, uh, like a lot of support from the public and we were given like lots of presents. We had about over 100 children. 
We had over 100 children and the Dublin bus gave us a double-decker to go and pick uh, kids from Mosne and kids were dancing. Some of them like were crying and, you know, like, we had loads of praises from the women. Oh, you know what, Ellen, Michelle, this is really good and this is something which has ever happened to us for like many years we've lived in Ireland. People just came with handfuls, mm. literally, mm. and bags and stuff. Mm. We had an amazing presence, like really, really... Um, Really, stuff that the kids really yeah. appreciated. It was mm. lovely. And then Santa was there mm. on the day he got mobbed. Mm. <laughs> he was a very popular man. Um, he was handing out loads of gifts. And it was great. It was a really, really lovely day. Hello, everybody! It is lovely to be here in Dublin! The Christmas party was such a a beautiful way to end that three month stint that we had in the Project Art Centre. Um, and then the buses came and everyone left again so that we all got really nice and quiet. So we just, together as a group, the few of us just finished and cleaned and tidied up and, and locked the door for the last time. But but the beginning of something else for the last time in, in that space. So it, it was just, it was a lovely day. We're closing the door after our very well attended Christmas party. So Santa's on and we're just finishing up here with our big Ouch. 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 Well done. I was born in a very good family where overnight we lose everything and I become to be a woman in direct provision. You know, I'm a leader, I've run a few more business. At 25, I was very successful before we lost everything. So it is for me to continue. For the past eight, nine years, I've lost myself. I try to revive, to recover myself. So yeah, I see myself to be one of the figures who are going to contribute to Ireland.